Are we having fun yet? <sighs> we having fun? You know, uh, yesterday was great for the morale. Was it? Oh, yeah. Real good. Okay. <laughs> you know, Adam, I thought today we'd start with depressing Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What jovial it's story a, should we start with? It's a new character. <laughs> Did you see Spider-Man, Jesse? <laughs> it's a new character we're trying out. It's called Des- Depressing, depressing Steve. <laughs> oh, it's not new. I can't wait for SDPN memes to pick that up. Depressing Steve says. Yeah. <laughs> Right, hey, hold, hold you know still, what, Steve? Leafs can't lose if they don't play. Hey! You know? Hey! hey. hey. Positive Adam here. There Positive you go. Yeah. There you yeah. go. What would depressing Steve say to that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to see how long really? you can sit you, in the you, silence. You had that was it? No, I just sometimes I, I just like to no. see how long it takes to cut up the silence. <laughs> <laughs> to to break it up. See, it's troubling though for people who are listening on audio because they're like, "What happened?" And then they yeah. Look at their okay, phone. you know, you shouldn't have dead air. So the uh, how many days has it been since Mitch Marner uh, scored a power play goal? Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter account that I run. Uh, it would. You run that? Yeah, it would still keep going through the postponement. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You run that? Did you get accused of running that account? No, I made that up. Oh, okay. I made that up. No, I'm you gotta, sure you, I have you got to clarify that, though. Oh, yeah. There's going to be people that take that seriously. Oh, I know. Okay. I don't care. All right. I don't okay. know. At some point, you just lose control of what people say about you. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, I do want to shout out SDPN memes who've been on an absolute heater. Mm-hmm. And SDPN memes has no affiliation with SDPN. It's no. Just, it's just, I thought it was you. <laughs> no, not at all. No, it's just someone who's really good at social media. And mm-hmm. I won't reveal their handle, but they're really funny and really kind. Ooh. And uh, yeah, I well, I, me- I messaged them. They, somebody, I, I guess, know that. Yeah, they, well, they posted something, and oh, I don't want. Um, to know. It's that you know that picture of me where I'm I'm leaning back, yeah, yeah like that. Uh-huh. And like, um, I think a bunch of people like on Instagram made like serious body shaming comments. Oh, and of, of course, if you've seen my thing from Virgin Radio where I talk about like, listen, I'm happy with the way I look. If if it I'm bothers happy you, with I, the way you look, I don't I don't see what the big issue is, but. Uh, but anyway, the guy was like, "Hey, listen, uh, you know, if if you want me to take this down, I can." And I'm like, "Don't, don't worry about it." Like, he's my, like, "I'm really sorry. I didn't really expect that reaction." I'm like, "People are going to be shitty, man. It happens. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's okay." The the best meme there is is the one of you like like that. <laughs> <laughs> there was one recently. It was like you in a Santa hat. It's like when you forgot to go Christmas shopping. <laughs> I like that one. It's my favorite meme. And then there's ones with like the laser eyes, like the Bernie Sanders yeah. laser yes. eyes. That too. one, the Big one with fan. the arms reminds me of the Mr. Krabs meme. You know, the one where Mr. Krabs yes, is, is yes. running to that's the, yeah. that's the yeah, Adam yeah, yeah. Wilde equivalent of that <laughs> yeah. meme. Well, they're doing a great job. Um, so listen, we've got a lot of cross-border shutdowns, including the Leafs who were shut down until after the holiday break. There's one of eight teams. Oh, when did that happen? Uh, <laughs> what? Oh. Um, it's possible this goes longer. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it was interesting. A lot of the reason why this happened, because the NHL and the PA both agree that it'd be better to keep playing, is a lot of players just didn't want to go into COVID protocol with Christmas on the way. Had this happened in November, we would have seen it continue. Uh, but the thing is, a lot of players don't want to miss Christmas with their families yep. and, or the holidays. Because like, even if you're not... Uh, you know, even not celebrating Christmas, it's still like a break. You yes. might get stuck in Canada if you're an American team and you come over here and you test positive. Then you're just here for two weeks. 
and you can't do anything to go see your family because you can't leave the country. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, vice versa, if you're in the States and you could test positive and you can't get back. Well, what if you got to be in China for three to five weeks? Sounds great. Yeah. Um, um, that was, uh, I saw that Friedman report this morning and it was actually the first thing about all this that made me feel good. I was totally. just like, oh, there's perfect logic behind that. Yeah. I totally get it. And oh, there's a solution at the end of it. Where they're just gonna keep going, a hundred percent, and that hopefully, hopefully. Uh, you know, of course, and people are asking this, and I, I think this is a horrendous idea, uh, but uh, um, if in case you're wondering, do not expect an all Canadian division. No, who's who wants that? Uh, I think I think in any situation like this, you're uh, you're gonna have people, and let's just relate it to people in your family. You're gonna have people who are completely casual and flippant about it and then you're gonna have people who are extremely cautious and scared of everything and i fall somewhere in the middle where i want to be cautious but i also realize that life goes on and we have to keep moving mm -hmm. i think most of us are like you're, that right yeah that's most people um and but but if you come down the center with with one side or the other they're like you're a fucking horrible person they and think you're on the other side yes 100 yeah. percent. and so uh with this one I think that you see from the crowd that are extremely cautious and, and concerned and fair enough uh, that, well, maybe it's better that we go back to that. And I can tell you, um, it, it wouldn't change anything uh, because we have it here. It's not like we're keeping it out. We have it here. There's and, not a soul living and breathing on this earth who wants this. <laughs> no, nobody wants this. It's just, the, it's just what's happening. So I think when it comes down to it, we have to look at what the NFL is doing. Uh, the testing thing is key and the NFL, we're not, we're not quite ready in, in Canada yet, but, and Dubaset actually said this yesterday in a press conference, uh, vaccinated and asymptomatic players are able to play in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, uh, the hope is that we get there with the NHL a little bit different because a lot of the NFL stadiums are outdoor. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, as an, you know, epidemiologists like to, to say a hockey arena's airflow is purposely constricted to keep it cold right right that's the thing we want this to be cold so that can be a bit of a problem but if you know eventually that's what i would want you to see or what would like you know if everybody anybody's wondering how where does this go i think where this goes is um first off the canadian government has been horrendous like especially in ontario terrible about rapid tests absolutely yeah. terrible it's a joke there's no way around it why we couldn't get a rapid test on demand is still a mystery to everybody here. We don't know why. And, you know... Now there's gouging, too. Oh, they're price gouging. For sure. Yeah. Um, and, like, so then we gave them all out for free, and they were gone, and the premier was like, <laughs> "We, I don't understand how these left. So why... What happened? Because we, we need we them. We know, Doug. We know. We need them. So, uh, long story short, uh, and this, I have to give uh, Ron McLean, McLean full credit for this. Hockey Night in Canada this, year, this week... Um, he, he brought on a doctor and the doctor said, listen, I'm good with it to one point, but right now it's too early. We're in the middle of an exponential spread. So we need to keep an eye on the cases and especially congregate settings like a hockey team so we can cut those chains of transmission. But at some point, uh, these minor cases, especially when it comes to an endemic virus circulating like the flu does, we don't need to know about every cough, cold or runny nose. In that situation, we wouldn't be testing people who are asymptomatic. So that's something that's coming in the future. Just a bit too early right now, but that's where it's going. So, you know, if, if, you, if you want to look on the bright side of things, we're already talking about that, right? And it's so funny. I got a, t I got a tweet from somebody in Philadelphia this morning. It was like, hey, uh, why, are, nuts? why are you celebrating the fact that you're getting a third dose? Like, I can get one at Walgreens tonight. And, yeah, I, I'm with you 100%.
we're celebrating it in Ontario because it was it was just you know I've got mine booked on the ninth. Steve's got his booked on the eleventh. Jesse's on the sixth. I'll probably be. I mean, it's but it's they'll the probably same bump you damn up. Damn thing. Yeah, it's just a different way of healthcare. You're supposed to get it in September, and I got it in June. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. So at the end of the day, um, we're gonna get to that point, and I think we're gonna get to that point sooner than people think. The other great thing is, and this is the this is the number that I really personally pay attention to, is you got to look at ICU capacity. You know, we're public health here in in in, uh, in Canada, so it's a little bit different than the United States. Um, but you know, the ICUs are down significantly right now, and everybody's looking over at England uh, because they're being overwhelmed by Omicron. And the reason for that is they had lower vaccination rates. And there were some questions about how effective AstraZeneca was in comparison to the vaccines that we got. So hmm. uh, Pfizer and Moderna. Um, and so there's all that at play. But at the end of the day, as long as those ICU numbers stay relatively down, we should expect that COVID cases are going to rise. But hopefully, and again, I'm looking on the bright side here. I'm not an epidemiologist. Nope, I like it. At the end of the day here we could be looking at something where it's, yes, it's spread to a bunch of people, mm -hmm. but if they're all asymptomatic or low symptom, i.e. the flu or a cold, and I'm not conflating the two, then we're looking at a better situation here. That's when it gets to endemic status. They're saying we'll be out of this sometime in like, like really truly out of this in 2024. But I imagine that before that, we will have solutions to a lot of these problems. The, part of the problem too with COVID is there's no like medication for it, right? right? You can't just pop a pill, although they're closing in on that too. So, you know, long story short, and I know that's, I'm talking for a long time here. We need to line up at the LCBO for that too. <laughs> yeah, I bet we will. I just wanted to. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Never I, uh, again, Dougie. <laughs> I, I need it for another reason. Oh, God bless my father-in-law. Yesterday, he just saw the look on my face and we just split a bottle of wine. Oh, nice. Yeah. God bless him. Yeah, Honey, you know, you're driving tonight. Good man. What I'm sad. What kind of wine? What kind of wine? Red. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> who cares <laughs> it was uh it was very good the one the one um dumb idea i had let me just throw it out there throw was out there. if if they did need a slight extension because the government isn't sure mm -hmm. about you know letting people cross the border instead of a canadian division why not just have all the canadian division um all the canadian teams sorry who still have games versus each other, play those games until they're done, mm -hmm. evaluate the situation, and then return to the regular I, I schedule. I think the thing is, is that with the Canadian division, you have um, uh, you had people in a bubble. They're yeah. not in a bubble. So no, you're no, not no, limiting it. No. We're talking about crossing the border yeah. and everything. So to alleviate those fears, the Leafs have how many games left against the Habs? Okay, play those. You have one game left against the Oilers. Play that. One game left against the Can or two against the Canucks. Just mm -hmm. play those games until they're done, and then when your the government's fears are alleviated, return to the mm -hmm. regularly scheduled program. But I don't know. It's an interesting idea, and I know that it was thrown out on the CJ show this morning. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah, you'll be able to hear that. Oh, uh, great minds right think now. If you're listening to this, you can go listen to that right now. And um, I think the idea is. Any creative idea that lets the NHL finish the season on time is a great idea. Mm -hmm. But they, they're not at the point yet where they got to play all these games ahead of time. 
So it's not quite there. But any idea, I'm sure the NHL is open to it if it comes to that. But it hasn't come to that just yet. So you're our CJ insider because you've already heard the <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, you've heard the show. We've sure. heard it yet. One thing he said on the previous show was um, if the NHL were to skip the Olympics, which I, we're expecting an announcement potentially today. Yeah. Um, that three-week period that they have booked off, one thing he said last show is they might just have a three-week break. Mm-hmm. Did he provide an update for that? Uh, I think the three-week break, it looks like it'll remain a three-week break, but that'll be a space where they can fill in the games depending on arena availability. So it'll be potentially a three-week break for some and not for others. Yeah, because the All-Star game still takes place over there, but um, it'll probably be, hey, you play some of these games that were missed over this period in in that window. That makes perfect sense yeah it was probably the plan all along just because it's the logical the thing that i don't i'm just relaying things from the cj show but it's it's great this is an advertisement for that damn show it's the thing that cj emphasized is that they want to get back on track for next year they want the season to start on the regular schedule that it was pre-pandemic it's starting for the 2022-2023 season. That's the main goal. They want the yep. draft to happen at the right time. They want free agency to happen at the right time. And then they want training camps to open at the correct time. You know, and they're back on schedule you for You know next who else year. does? Fucking me. Me. <laughs> so. Everybody. Oh, that was the one. I, I think it was in the, the Friedman clip that was going around from the NHL Network. When they talked about moving the end of the season back, I got heart palpitations. Mm-hmm. I was like, no! No! You can't take this away from me! So their yeah. whole goal is to <laughs> award the Stanley Cup as as quickly as possible oh. slash on old schedule as possible so that next year is all set up and good to go. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I had my evening of sad and I'm back to optimist. Sure. And, and I that, think we're going to okay. be fine. We are going to be, be fine. We're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Listen, there, there were always going to be bumps along the way. Yeah. And the Olympics, it looks like, are not going to happen. It's what do they call it? The material impact of schedule. By the time you listen to the show, that might have already been announced. But we're expecting here pretty soon that both sides are going to say, yeah, we're not going. There is a clause in the contract where they can pull out if it, there's a material impact in the schedule, as Adam just said, and this classifies as that, all of these postponed games. So they're probably going to cl- uh, pull out in the next 48 hours. I'm, it's illogical to go. I'm curious yeah. about this. So we're talking about the men's game and the, and the, 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 um, the NHL players not going. Does that then mean that they're going to send the not NHL players? I yep. think so. So they have a backup team already ready to go. Like they have, the, you know, they have their 50 list of NHL players. They have a 50 or 48 list of non-NHL players. So then the, so, so my question then is, you know, the PWHPA uh, and the, uh, what's the NWHL's new name again? It's PHF. PHF. I can never get the, uh, the acronyms right. I know. Um, I was wondering, because I was watching yesterday, Calgary and Toronto and the PWHPA Secret Dreamcap Tour they had it on TikTok. Um, did you know they streamed that whole game on TikTok? I sure did. Shout cool. out Faisal they, and shout out Ailish. Yeah, they need cool. to figure out 16 by 9. <laughs> so ah, so yeah. if anybody watched the game live, you watch it uh, portrait mode on your phone, like the regular way you use your phone, and it's a little square in, in the top of the, the half of the TikTok. But they just got to just turn it sideways. It you is, know? It's, listen, <laughs> just, there's me, always going to be notes on the first try. Let me turn my phone sideways. I'm trying to watch some hockey. Yeah. Oh, like so, you mean TikTok the app? Yes. Yeah. Stu- no, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is ridiculous because yeah. they don't let you flip it. Just let yeah. me turn my phone. For this, for this thing where you're streaming a, a hockey game, you it's, can't have me watching the little rectangular box in the middle of the yeah. screen of the iPhone. Yeah. It should yeah. at least work for live. Yeah. Right. Let yes. me turn my phone. That's all I'm asking. TikTok. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Um, I, I think <laughs> also follow at SDP SDPN Sports on TikTok. Oh, we're on TikTok while we're here. That's great. Oh yeah, yeah we got no videos up, but we'll make a video. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ooh, very exciting. Do that right now. So I think um, uh, I I was wondering about they the PWHPA uh and what their thoughts on this were because like you know they have the same rules and restrictions. Obviously, a bit of a different situation league wise right now, but but. Uh, again, like, you know, these are people that th these women have to work, right? They have jobs. Yep. So how do you explain your, I guess, I guess if you're working, your job probably knows that you're an elite yeah. athlete and, and, you know, might go to the Olympics. And like, if I'm a boss and one of my employees is over there, I'm like, yeah, listen, if you got a quarantine over there, like we'll see you in five weeks. Well, like whatever, <laughs> you'll be fine. But I just wondered how many of them are having to even make that conversation. And, and then you've got a family. Like even even forget not having kids. Like if you have a boyfriend or, or a girlfriend, yeah. that's something. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I I I'm just curious about the women's game and what they're talking about because I haven't seen much in the way of announcements on it. I could have missed that, but I haven't. The question seen... you're asking is the same question you have to ask all 800 Olympians that are going over. You do know, you want to? Do you want to go? Is it is it your dream? Is it enough to go to the Olympics this year to risk everything? You know. So I think everybody's asking that question for everybody's going to be at that games. I might be an idiot, but I still go. Same. I get it. I'd still go. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Now, again, no, don't know what it's like to be a world-class athlete. And here's the thing. COVID, you got to be careful because it affects your body. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. It's, it, there's a lot here. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, we do get to talk about some hockey though. Mm. Like Dave Lowry's first win as Winnipeg Jets head coach. Hooray! Um, <laughs> team looks strong, whatever. Uh, but I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't like I didn't want to really talk about the Jets. I thought that was great for Dave Lowry. What I want to talk about is Vladimir Tarasenko, who is not getting near enough credit for the season he is having. Guy's got twelve goals and seventeen assists in thirty-one games. It's 29 and 31, and if, and if anybody wants to know. And this is a guy that could not get traded nope. this offseason. Nobody wanted him. Well, a shoulder, not even sure if he could shoot anymore. He was exposed, too. He was exposed. And here's the funny part, right? He's got one year left. This is, this is the year. So it's not like it would have been that bad of a commitment. Like, how hard would it have been? He didn't want to be a Blue. The Blues didn't want him. Yep. And yet, here they two are years. together. Oh, was it two more years? Yeah. Okay, maybe that's part of the problem. Um. They don't want him. He doesn't want to be there. And yet here they are doing it really well together. That's called making sausage. It's just, just throwing all the, all the bad stuff in and make it something good. And they... I understand why the lemonade one is more popular. <laughs> but yours is more accurate. But I have to say, like, I mean, uh, I, my question was this. 
And I and I made that. I don't know why I thought his deal was up at the end of this season. But let's say this keeps up through next year. He's making seven and a half, I think. Mm -hmm. Is it conceivable, if he's a point-of-game player, that he signs for more than seven and a half after this is all done? How and, old is he? Well, he's, I think he's 32. Vladimir 30. No, he's 30. 30 years old. Just turned 30 So he'd be well. 31 when it expired. And if he's playing at a point-per-game clip, teams that wouldn't take him at seven and a half may have to sign him for more. Ah, that's a tough one because he's going to be how many years he's got left again? Two. Two? Yeah. I would, he'd have to be above a point a game for that. Or he'd have really? to be at at least a 30 goal. He's really? on the wrong side of 30, man. Dude, that's a tough one. A 32 year old who can score 30 goals in a season. You don't think we'll make 7.5 million? He'd or have more? to, uh, he could get it, but um, he'd have to sacrifice term. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, are you giving I'm not him... Saying, I'm not saying it would be a seven-year deal. I'm saying it would be a three-year deal. I could see it. Like uh, eight times three? Yeah. Six, I could see it. But like 6.8. 6. 6.8 6. by four. Would you do that instead? Yeah, something like that. Where'd you pull that one from? You know, as an experienced general oh, manager... Oh, here we go. Listen to this. <laughs> Listen to this. As someone who has oh, torn God. down a couple teams and made a couple deals here and there with a couple other GMs, I don't know. I'd probably sit there and... Press the left stick on the controller till it hit 6.8 by 4 for Tarasenko. And mm -hmm. I'd sit there and say, that's a fair deal. Take it or leave it. Yep. Everything would be going great until you had a 2 nothing lead in any elimination <laughs> game ever. That's on the players. Wow. Not on the general manager. <laughs> fair enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You, you get a I put them in a position to succeed. Oh, that's, yeah. That's the end of my job. No, then you, it's for you to succeed. You put together teams that crumble like Nature Valley bars. <laughs> Do, yeah, that's, that's it, your reputation as GM. You are the Bruce Boudreaux of GMs right now. Wow! No, no, how Big regular you. season champ here. Oh, how is that going? How are you doing? Our first season with the Toronto Maple Leafs ended. We snuck into the playoffs as the eight seed. We went three and seven down the stretch, and Ooh. we tried to give away the last playoff spot, and we couldn't do it. <laughs> so we snuck in as the eight seed. We knocked off the Florida Panthers in the first round. Upset in city. The most thrilling end to a game seven I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. So we're down 4-3 with like... No, 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 no. Go How, ahead, how'd you get down 4-3? We were up 2 nothing. Well, okay, so they were up 2 nothing, <laughs> and then your goalie, number 36, like in real life, you know, John Gibson uh, <laughs> throws the puck away, throws it away with like a minute left. Yeah. And I just see Jesse again, Nature Valley Bar, just <laughs> crumble. Yeah. So it was 3 3, and then John Gibson just blows it. With it, like a minute to go in it's the third. 4 3 Panthers, minute to go. It's season, Our season's over. We, we blew it. Done. Um, who scored the goal? Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley. Captain. Did Morgan, he's our captain now because I traded John Tavares. He comes in 40 se 30 seconds left, 35 seconds. It's scores. Jesse, I'm pretty sure it was 14. <laughs> scores the <laughs> tying goal to send it to overtime to, for game seven. He lost his mind. Yeah. And who was, scored? Who scored an overtime? Who scored our over overtime winner? Um, Nick Suzuki. Nick, thank you. Who Steve, you traded Tavares for. Great. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I guess it was a good trade. Nick Suzuki vindicates me after everybody was chanting fire Blake in the comments. After no wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> first day on the job. Uh, Nick, traded the captain and then almost lost in the first round. Our new second line center, Nick Suzuki, scores an overtime winner. First time since 04. At least goes to the second round. Serious question, though. 
Why have you gotten through the second round yet? Or are you? Yeah, we it? lost to Tampa Bay in uh, seven games. Oh man, they're your, they're your, your, they're your kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, it's at every single time Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Hey. We tried to trade for Vasilevsky, and then uh, we couldn't get a deal done. So let me ask you this: <laughs> with <up>? with <laughs> with this, is it? Are you starting to get to the point where you're actually frustrated with the game? Like, oh my god! Like, come it's... on, fucking let me win! And by the way, why were you only eighth? What happened? So we tore the team apart. That was the thing. The first day as GM, I did a whole bunch of moves, like trading John Tavares for Nick Suzuki. And we no, it was uh, Lucas Raymond. Lucas Sorry, Raymond, Lucas, Lucas Raymond. Raymond. I'm not, can't even remember my own deals. Um, we tore the team apart so that we'd be good in years two, three, and four. Because the way right. the way I, I structured all the all the trades was that I traded for a bunch of guys on like league min contracts, like Lucas Raymond, like Nick, Nick Suzuki, who are making like under a million or a million something, so that we be when they mature, they're like eighty nine overall players, and they're only making like two million bucks. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I wanted to happen. So then this year was kind of a throwaway year. We weren't expected to be good, and we snuck in as the eighth seed. But we still got Austin Matthews, and Mitch Marner missed the entire season. Like he oh, he yeah. he injured his shoulders uh, ten games in. He only no. played ten games that entire season. He was out till July uh, for the rest of the year, and we, and we still, still snuck it. in. Yeah. We have a really good team. We got um, Jesse Pugliarvi now. We got Lucas Raymond. We got Mitch Marner coming back. We still got Willie. We still got Matthews. We got Morgan Riley signed through seven years. Uh, we have a better deal than Dubis got out of Morgan <laughs> Riley. Wow! <laughs> Take that, Kyle. Uh, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I got some. I got some knowledge here as a GM. And uh, and then we got Romanov too on our back end. Who's that? Was another trade where we traded Dermot and um, Muzzin. For Romanov and Suzuki, essentially, is what the deal was. Man. So that Romanov's going to mature into like an 88 overall, but he's making like 2 million bucks. That's a wicked cheese. Yeah. We're All fucking right. good. You know, right, this we'll is going to be we'll every see. show. We got Alex Biega. So. <laughs> I, I know, noticed so. you had Biega in the lineup. Yeah. I was like, ooh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thin. Dude, <laughs> and we still got like uh, Nick Robertson coming up from the minors, you know? He uh, played in uh, that game seven against He got Florida. because of a couple injuries. Uh, Nick Robertson got into, got into the How's game. How's that foot speed? <clears throat> Unbelievable. But he right now he's like a, a, a 79 overall. Nick Robertson is going to be an 85 in two years. The team is going to be so... We're set up for success in years two and three, and I'm very excited to see where we go. The next episode on Wednesday is our off-season Number two, I guess, if you count the first year, we're going to, we're going to the draft, the 2022 draft, and 2022 uh, free agency. Mm. So, so we do it there. We got to make some more cap. Who's, who's your target? Who you I don't after? know. I don't know. I know um, there's some good goaltender uh, prospects, but we got John Gibson signed, so I don't need to go after that. So I got to see who's available. Mm. That's the thing. It's and we trade away all of our draft picks. Though. Right, D. <laughs> <laughs> you traded away. Yeah, that's yeah, how you yeah. rebuild. Yeah. You yeah. trade away all your draft. Oh, we got picks. no draft picks. Somewhere, <laughs> Scott Wheeler is just banging the wall like. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the articles. <laughs> Anyways, I'm as you said, I'm very passionate about this team because like I wanted to do the thing. The, with the Buffalo Sabres stream, I didn't do it. I fucking failed in game six and seven of the Stanley Cup I, final. I, oh. so, For Josh Bailey. Oh, just oh make me God. sick. So all I want to do is I want this uh, series to be successful. I want one since 67 to live up to the name of the title of the series. Um... <laughs> <laughs> NHL just announced episode. that Columbus and Montreal are shut down through December 26th. Oh, I thought you were going to announce the trade. Oh, like, no. No, I think the roster freeze is on soon, isn't it? Uh, they should probably make it now. I think anyone who trades anyone right now is an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless, unless the player asked for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Schedule freeze. 
You uh, you were talking about, before you move on to whatever you're going to move on to, uh, you were talking about Tarasenko and the unreal season he's having. Yes. I wanted to flag two players who are getting zero love for their season. So Tarasenko was exposed. Another guy who was exposed and is having a pretty good season is Max Domi, who in 18 games has seven goals, eight assists for 15 points. Wow. And just 10 penalty minutes. So that means he only beat two people up or took five minors. I'm not sure. (laughs) <laughs> and the other guy who is having an unbelievable season, but it's underrated because a lot of people have just stopped paying attention to this team because, oh, they'll be fine when they're healthy. Well, they're getting healthier. This player is one of the guys who got healthier. And he's having an unreal year and no one's talking about it. Noted Alan Walsh client, Max Pacioretty. Oh, yeah. yeah. What is he? He had six goals in six games or something? Like in that? 14 games this season, he's got 12 goals, eight assists for 20 points. 20 points in 14 games. It's the best pace of his entire career. And uh, you should like a fine wine. If you haven't seen it, uh, you should check out the uh, the interview we did with him on uh, on SDPN. Because, no, don't. It's bad. Uh, because what was great is like he talks about what a dweeb he is. Like He's a nerd for like nutrition stuff and anything that'll give him an edge. And you know what? Coming off the playoffs they had last year, oh, they had something to prove. Like all of them, except for Petrangelo, who was still himself. Yeah, no, he like, had like okay. To answer for you're mad at the Leafs for losing in games, you know, losing a series that should have been theirs, and I get it. But Vegas should have cur- like just just destroyed them, thrown least, them to the curve. At least the Leafs looked good for most of the yeah. Series. Vegas looked bad the whole way. Except yeah, for except game, game one. Yeah. yeah. Game one, they stomped Montreal, and I yep. was like, well, Cinderella, you're not making it back to the ball. And they just mopped them. They just... Like, but like Vegas should be mad. Vegas the, should be mad they weren't there. From someone who watched both series, you know, very intimately, like, it was Montreal took the series from the Leafs, and Vegas just sort of gave it to them. Here you right. go. Red carpet. Your blue line is everything past your blue line is lava. They just, they, they couldn't get in. They couldn't get in. Didn't the, feel like it. Weren't the, interested. The thing that's sneaky under the radar with Vegas, Jack Eichel is skating and on the ice, and he's aiming for like an early February start. So I assume he just takes Ooh. a three-week break and he's back after that. Vegas has got Jack Eichel coming. They, this, team, this is a team that's never had a number one center in the history of their entire franchise. Basically, I, like all respect to Chandler, Chandler Stevenson, he's never been the guy. No, never, William Carlson. William Carlson had the the first year was unbelievable. I don't even know if he was playing on the first though. But Jack Eichel is the bona fide number one center that the franchise never had, and he's going to step in end of February and be unbelievable. Mm. That's that's a delicious team when healthy. <laughs> They're real good. Just saying, wanted to point those two players out. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like uh, I like that. It's nice to see some people with some like comeback seasons, and and yeah. there's been a lot of uh, you know. I almost wonder sometimes what the news cycle is going to do in sports and in news when COVID is no longer a huge factor, and they don't have Donald Trump to talk about. Like, I, <laughs> like one is out of the way. There was yeah, there was a time <laughs> when we talked about multiple stories, <laughs> and the the lead story changed every day. Yeah, we haven't had that in like six years. And I think it would be nice to just talk about a smattering of news. Remember Harambe? Yeah! Man, if I you do. had told me what would happen post-Harambe, post-Harambe world is not a, a pleasant place. If, you'd, if we'd known, was it 2015 was a jovial time. Everything was silly. 
Oh, man. And then it all got super serious. I don't know why. The Leafs were last. No, everything's fine. <laughs> everything's uh, good now. Since we're doing shout-outs for teams and players that are overperforming, we got to show some respect to the Pittsburgh Penguins. I was just about to say. Who are on a seven-game winning streak, have been playing most of the season without Sidney Crosby, all of the season without Malkin. And have just been somehow holding fort and be still being a playoff team seven two and one in their last ten. What do you? They're like what the, do you? What do you do to get there? <laughs> like what do we? Like, when I look at the Penguins, I'm like, who? Who's on this team? I don't like all of these numbers and all of these jerseys I've never seen before. Who are these people? The Pittsburgh Penguins are like a lion crossbred with a cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> like they're just. It's like, imagine if a lion was as hard to kill as a cockroach, but the size and weight of a lion. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? That's not a pleasant cockroach. Do you, no. have, their, the, do you have their team up there? I have the daily face-off, yeah. Okay, I was going to ask, uh, do we want to play a game? Uh, Steve, name, oh. name oh. three defensemen on their Oh, uh, back I love end. this game. All right, all right, all right. I got it, I got it. All okay, right. okay. How, yeah. many, how many you got? I know Chris Letang is healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is how? Guy was injured for like seven, eight, seven, eight years in a row, and now he's the healthy one. Who's uh? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Uh, do they still? Is Marino in the lineup? Marino's in the lineup. Hey. Okay, okay, okay. Who else is a defenseman for the Pittsburgh Penguins? <laughs> There's one that was exposed, and you took them, I think, for oh, Seattle. Uh, Patterson. Patterson. Hey. Yeah. No, no, no. Let me do the rest of them. Name uh, the rest of them. Is Ruedel? Ruedel's in there. Okay. That was the one I believe you took for Seattle. Right. Right. The next evolution after Weedle. So you've got Followed all four. Beedra. You've got all um, four. Or you got all three right siders. Patterson's a lefty. You need two other lefties. Oh. Oh. No. They don't have him. Um. Bro, uh, I have absolutely no idea. Brian Dumoulin. Oh, Brian Dumoulin. Come on. And Michael Matheson. Michael noted, Matheson. Noted, noted person that Toronto Media tried to trade William Nylander for. Michael Matheson's making $4.8 million. Yeah, they want the, the, there was like a, yeah, a yeah. point in time where they thought... You don't remember that deal? It was eight years, Jesse. That's a lot. Yeah. Did he sign that one with the Panthers? Yes. Yeah. So that so the thing was, they thought he was the next big thing. Better lock him up. And he wasn't. And he wasn't. And everybody's like, "Well, you know, like what was it? I think somebody tweeted that if the Leafs offered Nylander for him, the Panthers wouldn't take it. And it was one of those where you know, you know, when you can see reports after a while, and if you pay close enough attention to hockey, you've seen this, where you could tell it's just the GM throwing some shit out there for somebody to report on, just to be like, my player's great. It's just that's a way you compliment your player in the press is going if even if they offered us Nylander, mm-hmm. we wouldn't take him. Wouldn't Michael take Matheson. <laughs> and then I remember Justin Fisher retweeting the insider and going, LOL, who the fuck is Michael Matheson? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Do man. I want William Nylander or Michael Matheson? Uh, Gun to the earth. <laughs> Gun to the Earth doesn't make any sense. No, the aliens have the gun to the oh, Earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I keep imagining somebody with like a handheld no. pistol. I want it's, it's, one dollar. It's the aliens with the death beam on the Earth, and we got to make one basketball shot for some reason to to win Earth. Ice in his veins. 
<laughs> Man, did that very confusing. Did that yeah. take get Max Kellerman fired? Two, three years no. later. Yeah, like it's, he didn't have a good relationship with Stephen. Is a. that what it was? Yeah, I think didn't Charlemagne ask them? Charlemagne the God asked them, uh, asked Stephen A. He's like, do you do you guys hate each other? And he's like, I got nothing but respect for my man. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right, believable. Um, I think you need to do if you if you've never seen it, you need to go look up uh, Stephen A. Smith and uh, uh, who was his first partner? Who's now with Shannon? Skip Skip Bayless. Oh, the fact. That those you two forgot his together. name for two seconds. What was that like? Was it Bliss? Was it great? <laughs> mm. You don't like Skip Bayless? No, I think he's garbage. Man, I'd like to see Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith go toe-to-toe every day. That would be bombshell television. Yeah. Worth all the money. By the way, Jeff Carter, uh, one of the reasons the Penguins are doing so well is Jeff Carter is shooting below his career say, shooting percentage and still has nine goals in 27 games. Um... Uh, 10.3% is what he is shooting, but he's usually about a percentage higher than that. Mm-hmm. So he's still got room to regress to the mean and score more goals at player. 36. And could be their, um, if that's your third line center heading into the playoffs. You, you know what a lot of people forgot is like, I was perfectly happy to anoint the New York Islanders as potentially the second best team in the NHL. Yeah. Because... They took Tampa to, I think it was six in the bubble, and then seven in a one nothing game last year. In real life. In real Unbu- life. Unbubbled. Mm. Unbubbled. Mm-hmm. And, but we forgot that the Penguins should have won the first round series with the Islanders, but mm-hmm. Tristan Jari couldn't stop a beach ball. Yep. And now he's good again. And weird that the Penguins are also good. Did you see the butt end he dropped last night? No. One of the, uh, one of the I think it was against the Flames. It was one of his. Um, oh, he, he hit someone in the face? Yeah, so it was a Flames or Carolina. I can't remember who he played, but it was one of his like junior teammates. Oh, and really? uh, oh, let me look it no, up. No, the Flames are like all in protocol. Okay, so then it was it was definitely Carolina. Uh, let me let me look this up here. I know that because it is it is makes me sad. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Uh, the Penguins they did have Jeff Carter last year going to the playoffs, and yep. it was an impressive thing. But like for a team with Malkin and Crosby under contract, a lot of this year they've had to have Jeff Carter as their number one center. And just, or Evan Rodriguez, <laughs> or Evan who is Rodriguez. apparently God. Yeah. So, like, all credit to that organization. Leaf legend. Ugh. Brian Burke's got them playing hard mm-hmm. every single day. Truculent. And truculent. Cromulescent. Yeah. And that Islander series, I remember it vividly because I did rankings of playoff teams after, do you remember that when I, I came, do when we were when we were doing our Zoom episodes and I, I ranked do. the playoff season and I had Pittsburgh like way up on the list and because I thought you were out of your mind because they should they easily should have won that there was just I think it was two overtime games where Jari was like out of the net or something yeah or he straight up <clears throat> he cost them two games any kind of goaltending they win yep I couldn't find the clip oh but you can ah. look it up I'm sure uh, Sportsnet had it this morning but it was uh, Tristan Jari. And his former Oil Kings teammate, Mason Gertzen. And literally, they're skating to the bench, and Jari just sticks his butt and right in Gertzen's face. Like, oh hits him, like, like <laughs> nails him right on the nose. And then, and then here's the best. I think what happened was the, and this is so fucking NHL, right? So, so Jari hits him like that, mm-hmm. and Gertzen goes back and cross checks him. Yeah. And they're like, well, Mason, I'm sorry. We're going to have to put you in the penalty box. <laughs> Yeah. These are Jari the same. gets four minutes. He gets two for you know. Yeah. 
I don't know. Anyway, and Gertzen laid a like a just an unbelievable hit later in the game. He was out. Yeah, he was out to kill someone. But it was uh, I don't know, man. There's been <laughs> some huge hits recently. It's nice know. to see. I like a good hit. Good clean hit. Yeah, there's been lots of discussion and like I definitely don't like to see guys getting hurt and there have been some Holy shit, are we talking about Brett Connolly? Well, go ahead. The Tanner Caro hit? I haven't seen it. Oh. Adam, it's it's I don't like doing this, but he got four games and comparing this hit to what Jason Spezza got suspended for, I'm sorry. Holy Fuck. Like you would have given him more? Oh my god! Yes! Yes! I, I think cannot... Jason Spezza got more because it was retaliatory. Fair. Do we want to watch our best friend, the NHL player safety oh. voiceover man, explain what happened? Yeah! In this clip? Let's see it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. I want to see the explanation. Smart player safety man! <laughs> I can't believe you didn't see this. Dude, it's bad. Here, can you turn it? Yeah, I'll see it. Saturday night in Dallas, Blackhawks forward Brett Connolly was assessed a major penalty and a game misconduct for interference against Stars forward Tanner Carroll, Ooh. causing an injury. As the video shows, the Stars' Alexander Radulov gains possession of the puck in the defensive zone, with Carroll moving up the wall up as the a breakout option and Connolly coming down from the point to defend. Oh. Radulov chooses to play the puck out of the zone by shooting it high in the air and off of the glass. He's not even close to having possession. As the puck sails by, Connolly delivers a hard, forceful hit on Caro that makes substantial head contact. And he jumps. Knocking him to the ice and causing an injury. He's not eligible to be hit. This is interference. No shit. <laughs> it is important to note that Caro is never in possession of the puck on this play and therefore is not eligible to be checked in any manner. Not even close. We have heard Connolly's assertion that this is more of a collision than an intentional uh, body no, check. No, it wasn't. You uh, prepped your body for it. agree that Connolly does not initiate this contact with the full force of a hard body check, this is not a mere collision between two players who are unaware of the impending contact. From the moment Radulov turns back up ice to make a play, Carroll is always directly between oh, Connolly yeah. and the puck. Come on! Dude, that's we'll like, are you Carole's trying to tell me with the way he... Look at, at, look at the way he shifts his knees. His path, you're, you're going for the it. Dude, it's, it's the worst hit this season. Move toward the wall it's to so seal bad. off the boards. Hey, yo. Or do more to minimize the impact on Carroll. Yeah, exactly. Connolly braces oh. himself for impact and skates directly was, through his skate, opponent. Like, he, he could have gone... And because Carroll is never close to being in possession of the puck, he is in no way braced for contact. Making yeah, it substantially oh, yeah, more vulnerable. Yeah. He shifts his knees right at the to end. To summarize. So let's pause This it. Let's is pause interference. It. Thank you. Carol suffered an injury <laughs> this on is the interference. play. It's an injury. I laughed so hard <laughs> when he said, this This play is interference. Well, no shit, no Sherlock. Shit. We're talking about the illegal nature of the hit. No, and, and Connolly <laughs> said, like, it wasn't, he didn't really mean to. And I get it. I get it that he might not have like a hundred percent meant to, but yeah, bro, like at what point is negligence enough? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like I know intent. You got maybe that's why him and Spezza both get four games. Spezza meant to take Pio's oh, yeah. head off. Yeah. Right. I, so, I, I looked at that though. The only the thing that saved him for more games is that he didn't take a stride. Yeah. He oh, was Connelly. he's rolling in there. He's rolling in there. And he he does not take a stride from the second he enters the frame. Till the time he makes contact. That saved him. When you see the collision in real time, though, it's so fast and it's so hard. Yeah, Worst worst uh, hit and worst outcome this season outside of maybe Kara. 
which is another really bad one. Um, yeah, Connolly done four games. Did you, you didn't see Joe Pavelski's press conference about it? They asked him about it, and he was like crying. And I didn't his, see this either. No. Oh yeah, because he well, because remember he got the really bad hit from Cody Eakin, or oh, no, not not yeah. a hit. Remember he got tripped onto his yeah. head. Yeah, it's just, uh, dude, it's the worst hit this season. It's gruesome. Gruesome. I can't, I can't believe you guys didn't. Well, I uh, guess we've been a little preoccupied. <laughs> People yeah. miss things, dude. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe you didn't see everything that's ever happened ever and remember it all. <laughs> no, I think part of it, too. And, and like, I'll be... Never mind. I'll be straight with you. Um, it's rare that we get a Saturday night off during the season. And um, I'll be straight, completely straight. I'm getting to that point in the year, obviously, where like I'm on vacation from Virgin Radio. I'm burnt out, tired. So I took Saturday and Sunday and just didn't pay attention to hockey. And yeah. prepped this morning and felt like, you know, I know normally I don't do that, but it was sort of like, if I am going to continue, I'm going to need a break. And yeah. since we don't have a game Saturday and we don't have a game Sunday, I'm just going to take a breather. That's why I missed it. This is a bit of a yeah taxing stage of the season. I'm actually, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. So... The lack of hockey is actually depressing me. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. I think it's just that I think, you know, there's a lot going on between, you know, this job, Virgin, and then yeah. Oh, yeah. running the network and all that. Like, there's just been a lot this year, and I think it's all been good. But, man, sometimes you just get so tired. You're like, I'm taking a, taking a minute, and I'm going to watch Million Dollar Listing New York. I'm going to watch rich people's homes get sold and bought, and that's what I'm going to do. Man, I watched uh, John Dutton stare into the sun yesterday. Ah. It's my favorite show. John Dutton. You know they got the the, uh, the Yellowstone uh, like 1883 coming out. Exactly like Red Dead Redemption. Yes. Is it? Is yes. it just like I haven't seen it yet? Yeah. Well, Red Dead Redemption takes place in 1899. This takes place in 1883. But yes. I uh, yeah. Basically the same thing. They'll eat canned beans and things of that nature. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I cannot wait. <laughs> I actually cannot. Wait. Incredible. Um. All I have right. No idea what you guys are talking uh, about. You need talking to watch John Dutton staring. You need to the watch sun. Yellowstone. Um, no. Okay. So what we're gonna do here? I'm gonna mention a couple of things, uh, and then we're gonna do a bit of an elongated press conference. So we got yeah, John yeah. Doe two and the Blackhawks, according to Rick Westhead, will begin settlement talks today. Yes. So we said last week. Obviously, that's the next thing to be resolved. It looks like Chicago is doing that, um, yeah. and hopefully they can come to a quicker settlement. Number two, do you guys see Tiger Woods and its kid just fucking crushing it yesterday? Oh, yeah. Unreal. Is that not the f most Charlie thing? Woods is like the 100th best, best golfer in the world right now. Like, the kid's that, incredible. What is he, 14? He's 12. He's 12. He's 12, 12. yeah. It, the thing was, he stepped up at some of those putts, man. Like, I'm like, that's an eight-foot putt. That would be scary for me. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I'm two-putting that for sure. Mm -hmm. And and two. this kid. Man, yeah. you're good. <laughs> this kid. This kid is just ice in his veins, and he's not even looking at the ball go in. He's just grabbing the grabbing the coin and flipping it to his dad. Move yep. on. Yep. Business. Yep. That's scary. Cameras, crowd. Like it's it's one thing. Like I'm sure he has unlimited resources at his disposal, but to do all this in front of people, oh, it's amazing. I was thinking too, watching this. You watch it a little bit different, I think, as a parent, and you think about like, okay, so Tiger's clearly passed some shit on to his kids. You think? Yeah, right? <laughs> so I was thinking like... What a coincidence that his son's a good golfer. That's crazy. wild. But I was thinking like, man, what do I even have to pass on to my daughter? <laughs> like that she would want. Dad, <laughs> I want some Cheerios after this. <laughs> See, yeah, like what, what is she going to get? What is she going to get? Oh, no. Yeah, I often think about this with Leo. 
Athletic ability. No. Okay. Well, maybe my wife's side of the family then. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's kind of scary. I mean, uh, for the uh, for the amount that he sees his grandparents compared to the rest of the world, I think what he's going to get is a Scottish accent. Okay. Something. Worst things he could get. They're 100%. And he's which which team is he a fan of? Is it Glasgow? Is it oh boy Liverpool? Oh like, boy, where 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 are we at with De- that? Depends who's in the house. Okay, so if it's his uncle, it's uh, Chelsea. If it's his granda, it's uh, Liverpool. Okay, and then isn't there some Scottish league teams as well? That, Aberdeen, Aber- well Aberdeen, of course. Where the famous? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess you know what? Let's move to the press conference. Let's do one. Let's do a longer press conference. Have some fun. I want it. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. First question. This is from Shaq. This wow! Spelled, it's spelled different. Oh. It's spelled like the uh, the hut or the burger place. Oh. This leads into a much deeper conversation. Oh. Shaq writes, can we invite Keith Olbermann to the join the Discord? I forgot that happened. <laughs> oh, I was going to lead the show with that. I forgot too. Talk about what happened. Uh, so Sportsnet tweeted um, that watch a Leafs game with Steve Dangle will not be happening this Saturday, obviously because the Leafs Canucks game was postponed. And uh, most people were like, oh, no. And Elliot Friedman tweeted a gif of all the Simpsons carrying torches and things of that nature. And you know, obviously a bunch of people responded like, oh man, good. I'm glad I don't like him because I don't know. Not everyone likes me. That's fine. But one of them was Keith Olbermann. And, who was happy that you weren't streaming on Saturday. And I was just like, who, when did I ever insult Keith, Keith Olbermann? And the only thing I could find is last year he tweeted something about the Leafs and I commented on it in a YouTube video. But like it was pretty tame and i don't know why keith olbermann doesn't like me and he, then whatever. you went to his profile well you oh, tried yeah, no. you tried to go to his profile well so what he said was oh i don't have anything against him personally it's uh i just i'm done with alternate streams which is very peculiar thing uh peculiar what, what a, thing to say about someone thing, sorry let me what a thing to have an axe to grind against yeah. alter, i hate alternate streams because uh, that is a fucking new take. thing. He probably doesn't like the attention that the Manning cast received because it was very good. And I don't know. Like, oh, the Manning cast is sick. Yeah. I've never seen it. I don't know. But oh. anyway, so yeah, to finish your story. Well, it's just it, his point falls a little flat because he's got me blocked. So I don't know. Oh, man. Will, him and William Shatner. Both it's all right. You're not, missing, you're not missing anything with Will Shatner. That no, guy's I a know. fucking asshole. <laughs> He is. He's a fucking asshole. Can we just say it? And as, as, I don't know. I, as Canadians, can we stop celebrating this guy? The last time I saw Will Shatner come up on 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 Twitter is is he fucking went after one of our listeners who's a meteorologist in New Brunswick. That's what got me blocked. No, no Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. And I was like, like, <laughs> why? You're Will. You're William Shatner. William Shatner. Why are you going after a guy who's just come making his way up in the media business? Yeah. You a hole. And <laughs> it's so funny. I remember. Somebody at our uh, at our radio station like 10 years ago, Will Shatner's always been like this on Twitter, mm-hmm. but our radio station like 10 years ago tried to tweet something complimentary at him and he took it the wrong way 
and like almost like he he like lost his mind like tweet 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 like what? oh yeah and like blocked him and my and I remember the guy tweeting out afterwards and he, he was in the news department he's like he's like man I used to be the biggest William Shatner fan oh, this is what I'm talking about right that stuff sucks yeah like this is the kind of guy who would go to a Star Trek convention and Will Shatner's like fuck you well he's a dick he's just a fucking dick so this- and also get your grandfather off Twitter. It's not good for anybody, but especially not him. Who are the people around him? You need your team. How does Will Shatner not have a s- social media team? Oh, who hasn't had to send a dad get off Facebook text over the last oh, yeah. couple of years? Yeah. Um, Damn. But uh, no, this is this is pathetic, but I'm willing to admit it because it adds to the story. For a, I think it was a grade 12 media assignment. I had to write like two people in broadcasting I liked. And so I put Bill Waters because I always listen to I can't remember. Was it, like, it's Jeff Merrick and Bill Waters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But like I didn't want to put two guys from the same show, so I I put Bill Waters because I, you know, I don't know. I just liked how boisterous he was about the Leafs. Yeah. Can you imagine? And uh, you know, political punditry and rants were big at the time when I was in high school. Um, so I put Keith Olbermann. Well, and Keith Olbermann had... A, I was 17. He had a pretty storied career at ESPN. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't forget. even know that when I put him. Really? You just thought he was a political guy at MSNBC? Yeah. Well, I I read about, like, when I first got to really know Keith Olbermann, it was, like, in the ESPN book, which, by the way, is a fantastic reading. You should read it. Yeah, you keep saying that. Um, but, to. like, they talk about him like he's a genius. And I'll, I'll tell you this. I think people have their time and their place. And, and then it's done. And well, it, it can be, but but Chris Johnson uh, said to me once, and it's one of the best pieces of advice I've ever heard from CJ. I can't believe it. I know, crazy, right? Mm. He said, "Longevity is a skill. Mm. Mm. Longevity is a skill, mm. and it is. And the thing is, like, I watched, I followed Keith Olbermann all the way through his like his, you know, because I saw a little bit of the tail end of the MSNBC career." And then he 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 worked with like GQ for a year to boost their social media, and he did like political rants like his show, mm-hmm. but on GQ's Twitter account. I remember that. Yeah, I used to watch yeah. them. And and the thing is, the guy is clearly great with words, great communicator, whatever. Yeah. But then he does stupid shit like this, and it's like I sometimes you date somebody and you're like, I get why you're single. <laughs> <laughs> is here's, that something I do? Like, here's a guy. Here's a guy. Who who who's like you know what the guy I'm gonna go after is the fucking is like the Elmo of hockey, <laughs> like literally the nicest person in hockey. I'm gonna you know what not Gary Bettman, no no not the Chicago Blackhawks no no Steve Dangle. I don't know about the who wouldn't nicest. hurt a fly. I don't know about the nicest. There are some people who don't like me, and I'm like, yep, I earned it and good. But, yeah, that's fine. But not everyone like you. Confused. But it was just one of those where it's like I'm just gonna. I'm going to show my million dollars, my million followers what a fuckhead Steve Dangle is. Like, yeah. and it, and the Did it get thing, a lot of traction? No, it got like 49 yeah. likes. And, but then when he <laughs> He's got, got a million followers. Dude, if I tweeted fart, I would get more likes than that. When if he I got the, the backlash from the fans, um, then he put in a veiled, it's because of side cast stream. No, yeah, no, which it wasn't. Which it he, wasn't. He no. blocked you long before that. I assume so. Yeah. I don't know. I guess you kept showing up on his timeline, Steve. I oh. haven't yeah. thought of Keith Olbermann for a long time. Well, there's not much to think about. Except for that one leap. I tweet. still follow the guy, but I keep waiting for Keith Olbermann to be Keith Olbermann again. Like, uh, when are you going to go out and be talented again, man? When are you going to put something compelling to air? That's my thing. I don't know. 
I don't, I don't know. I don't anyway, have an abundance was, of thoughts. It was just oh, I just fucking that I shit drives me confused. crazy. Listen, listen. We all take shots at people. I get it. Sure, but like sure. at least make sure it's deserved. Yeah, Is that fair. All right. Anyway, on a previous Adams history history corner, we talked about Billy Bishop and why Billy Bishop is a fraud. <laughs> Adam Nick Chambers on our Discord uh-huh. wants you to it wants you to talk about Leo Major. Leo Major, are you capable um, of doing that? I have to. I have to go back. So he's yeah, he's the French Canadian soldier who won the distinguished conduct thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know enough about Leo Major right now to do it. Okay. Like I'd have to go back and research this. But this guy was kind of a badass. So um, if because, I could, because Billy Bishop was the fraud, he's kind of the antithesis. He would be the antithesis. antithesis. And and Leo Major is the kind of guy. If you want a statue built, this is the guy you build a statue for. Uh, but I think a lot of the time too back then. French Canadian versus English Canadian probably would have been ignored. I, I, you know how people were. Um, so if you can, can we make a note for next episode? I will talk about Leo Major in the press conference. Are you going to remember? Yes, I will make the note right now. Okay. Leo Major press conference Wednesday. Leo Major Nick press. Chambers on Wednesday. We will have your Leo Major Adams history corner. Yep. Now, Stephen, this mm. leads me to another thing mm. about remembering. Oh boy! Because uh, not previous episode but the episode before that we talked about charlie brown yes and you were supposed to come up with a cartoon character equivalent oh damn it for each nhl team did you do your homework of course not (laughs) okay good um no okay so remember the question was from Kronk, and you were supposed to compare other teams slash fans to cartoons because you all always compare the leafs to charlie brown attempting to kick the football so for wednesday can you do that homework Yes, no okay. promise. Good. It's Christmas. This question is now from uh, Turbo Crab ninety four. <laughs> How many years does a player have to play before they're considered a veteran? Like McDavid and Matthews, still feel so young, but have they played quite a few? But they've played quite a few seasons now. Are they veterans? I think hundred games. That's a little games. That's one season. It's like one point. Two seasons. I think three full seasons. Well, you got your yeah, your rookie, your sophomore. I like, think is it two hundred games? You're still on your ELC. Yeah, but I think you can be a vet on 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 like the tail end of your ELC. No, no, not the no. beginning of year three. I'm saying the beginning of year four. Because I I feel like by then you've probably gotten a little bit of everything, hmm. right? You a good season in there, a bad season in there. Something in the middle. Mm. Might have had to battle a couple injuries. Just enough time to have a variety of experiences. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm going to counterpoint and say, how can a guy be a veteran when he hasn't even gone through free agency? Well, because the NHL is designed to prevent have that. you never go to free agency. <laughs> yeah. But- so what? You got to be like 28? Yeah. No. A veteran? Or in rare instances, Michael Bunting for some reason? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that is bizarre. Or Victor Mete, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think you got to be like because we're talking about elder statesmen. We're not talking about guys who are in the middle of their career. We're talking about vets. But vets are in the middle around. Of their There's different stages also, of vet. I also I think it matters what you've seen. Like if you if like Matt Murray won two Stanley Cups by the third year, to me, Matt Murray's a veteran. I think. Yeah. I think. I think experience matters, right? The playoffs age you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so like I don't care what it says in his first two years. I think Matt Murray was a veteran 
beginning that third yeah. year. I don't care what it says on his license. He's 35. Yeah. 100%. I don't know. Like a 19-year-old who comes in the league, plays two seasons, and now he's 21. I'm not looking at him as a veteran. No. Or 22 even, if you want to push it. You know, I don't look at him as a veteran. I think you got to get. I think you got to be like 27, 28. You got to have a half a decade in the league. Age is a factor. You're right. You tell. But where are we going to discount experience? No, no. no I think it's, it's, it's got to be part a of it. Combination. Okay. And uh, younger Steve would have hated to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and younger Steve, if you're listening, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you're wrong. Your brain also has to mature a little bit. Right. Yeah. Even guys who go to like a, a a championship final in their younger careers across any sport, they always say, "Oh, I I was young and I made it to the finals and I thought I'd make it back so many times because I did that." And then they get older and they look back and they're like, "You know, I should I should have did this in the finals because I knew that was going to be my only opportunity." I think age is such a huge factor. In it's this. it's a younger Steve goes, "I wish I had gotten this opportunity." Older Steve says, "Thank God you didn't." Yeah. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, uh, and I'm just talking about my personal experience. Generally speaking, I've encountered things when I should have, which <laughs> are, is a very lucky thing. Are Matthews and McDavid vets? <sighs> I'd say yes, but it's tough because both have achieved so little. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like, they've gotten individual trophies and everything, but yeah. like, neither has seen, or no, McDavid's seen the second round. Uh, once. once and uh, Matthews has not. So, man, like it's when you're under 25, which I think both of them are, mm -hmm. and you haven't even won a series. Like, but like, was Jay Bomeister a vet? Because that dude played like a thousand games before ever making the playoffs. It's. Uh, I think you got it's a it's a combo, but I think once you're a bit. Yeah. You're a bit hardened by things. And you've seen, like, I think part of what makes you a veteran is that you don't get too high and you don't get too low. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think what you saw, uh, that's not a lack of passion. So if anybody gets this confused with, you know, Marner and Matthews being super depressed after what happened, remember no. Amazon, that's a different thing. We saw Brad Marchand cry after the losing the Stanley Cup yeah. final. Like, losing it, sucks. Yeah. It's, it's, the guy, it's the guy who the, guy, the other guys look to when shit gets hard. This was still one of my favorite uh, press conference moments I ever got to experience in person. It was uh, Dave Cameron, head coach of the Mississauga St. Mike's Majors. Is, I, wasn't he formerly a, uh, a Leafs? They're not Leafs. Um, Flames? I think he might have been with the Leafs for a bit, but he was head coach no. of the Senators. Oh, it was the Senators. Uh, and Team Canada. Team Canada, yeah. Um, but uh, I think it was when Mississauga lost Game 7 of the OHL Final. It might have been the Memorial Cup because it was the same year and I covered both. Right. But uh, someone asked him a question and he just sort of took a moment and just went, losing sucks. <laughs> and I was just like, well, can't say it more fair than that. Hard to disagree. And that's about as much as you would get out of Dave Cameron. So. Adam, I had a question here for you. And I can't find who wrote it. Okay. I'm still scrolling. Ah, so All Jesse's right. just making up questions. The question liar. was... I'll find just their a name. fucking liar. I'll find their name while you squid, answer it. Squid Game's Jesse but... over here. <laughs> yeah, I'd jump back on the airplane too to find you. Anyway. They asked, who do you think in the NHL, what NHL player, would make the best F1 driver? <laughs> well, you gotta be smaller. Just like horse... 
like horse jockeys, like F1 drivers tend to be slight. Hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean short, but they do tend to be a little bit like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, right? Rather than, say, the average, which is 5'11", 6 feet. What attributes do they need? Like, other than, so they got to be smaller. Like, if I were, if I, I you need, you need to have incredible hand-eye. Your, 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 um, what do they call it? The fast twitch muscle fiber has to be intense, like crazy. And, and a player that comes to mind, water bug like is Mitch Marner. Oh. Mitch Marner be like, to me, answer. the perfect F1 driver and because it's kind of like a video game. Also, well, and also he'd be perfect for, you know, being in front of the cameras because they actually answer your fucking question in F1. Right. The best part about an F1 race is post race when all the racers are like, yeah, I didn't like that. Right. Kind of bullshit. Oh, Thought it was shitty. They just throw hands. Oh, it's amazing. Oh. And then, but then they're like, you know, on Instagram, so, you know, I really respect this person, but I want to fucking kill him right now. And, and I kind of, I love that about F1. The, the, the interviews are amazing. Mitch Marta would be perfect for that. He's got the personality, he's got the physique, and he's got the incredible hands to be able to pull something like that up. I think Mitch Marta all the way. He's... Nick Suzuki be another guy. Oh, I was, I mean, McDavid seems easy. Just the way he processes information quickly. Yes. Would allow him to make decisions quickly. Now, Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny Gaudreau. Yes, absolutely. Quick hand. Anybody with like super fast hands mm -hmm. who would be considered smaller by NHL standards. And I say smaller, like Mitch Marner walking into this room probably with broader shoulders than me, even though he's shorter than I am. Like probably just, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you, you, when you see an NHL player up close, it doesn't matter how tall they are. They're thick. <laughs> I think it might be an equipment thing with him because, like... He's not small. He's six feet tall. Is he really? He's six... He's, yeah, he's taller than I am. Oh, man. I didn't even know that. He's six feet tall. I always tell... I, there's yeah, a, there's a photo, is that? There's a photo of him and I uh, standing eye to eye that I posted on Tumblr back in the day because there was a debate as to whether or not he's six feet tall. I'm like, yes, he is. That's like straight up... You know, Napoleon wasn't short either. Was he short by those? No, no, no. He was short by today's standards, but he was tall by... By his, by his standards, he was average or above average height. It was a British... Uh, the British tabloids... To mess with him. Just to, just to <laughs> fuck with him. Like, ah, he's a short guy. Short French guy. That's hilarious. Short, fat French guy. Yeah. And now he's forever, height. forever in Bugs Bunny, he's like this tall. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. How uh, tall was he? Uh, I think he was... The average height at the time was about 5'6". How I tall? Oh, my God. 5'6"? That's reasonable. I think it was like 5'7", you told me. His average height was five. Yeah, six he was. He was five seven. Uh, five six, five seven. Yeah. And the typical, uh, uh, the typical was between five two and five six for a Frenchman at that time. No, oh, there you go. So he's a little. He, yeah, that's why it was so funny. Like they would. It was just a way of demeaning him. And at that time, if you were a short man, uh, yeah. also meant you couldn't lead a nation. Yeah. He. So. It might be an equipment thing. He is felt. Like Certainly. He, he's not. He's not a heavy guy. He's probably. Probably walks around 175, maybe 180 if he's put on a little bit. He's not the smallest player in the league by any stretch of the imagination. No. There are plenty of guys who are way smaller. Yeah, but those those types of physiques, Gaudreau, Suzuki, Marner's another one. I'm trying to name ones from American teams, and I'm just drawing a blank right now. In another life, but, Marner would have been a goalie. The, oh. like just his build, he's a goalie, but he's not tall. He's enough. not for yeah. today's goalie you Andre gotta be like Vasilevsky. Yeah. yeah you gotta be like 6'2 6'3 no 6'6 yeah. 6, 6, 6 Jack Campbell looks short and he's that dude's like 6'2 yeah wow no Vasi's what 6'7 6, six, mm, no. six, six. He's, he's big he's not, he's not that chest. big but he's, he's big he's, he's all chest, chest. Yeah. Um, that question by the way I found it it was from 
Opin Go 1996. There you so, go. There you go. Uh, two more. This is from Heronator. Which is worse, the Ballad years in Toronto or the Melnick years in Ottawa? Oh boy, the Ballard years. Ballard years. Uh, Melnick's Why? sends had some success. They went to the third round. <laughs> yeah, they a few almost, years. Twenty seventeen. It wasn't that long ago. Made the Cup final. I mean, Eric Carlson was, or Boris Salming was certainly Ballard's Eric Carlson. Just please surround me with anybody ever once. Um, but um, I don't remember Melnick ever putting the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks logo at center ice and bringing a tiger out and. <laughs> doing all sorts of wild things with the CFL and he's got his controversies <laughs> for sure but Ballard if that question comes from someone who hasn't read enough about Harold Ballard mm. I also <laughs> yeah like like I think what you need to remember is Eugene Melnick's the the thing against Eugene Melnick is incompetence right <laughs> that's that's the that's the mark against yeah. Eugene Melnick is that he's incompetent mm-hmm. or that he's not paying attention or whatever stubborn stubborn Extremely that too stubborn. whatever it is Harold Ballard would go, it was bizarre because he would be, did I tell you this story where he had a, an assistant that worked for him for 40 years? Have I told you this story? Yes. Okay. So there's, yes. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but you have, I think um, it's a good one though. Ballard's Ballard had an assistant that worked with him for 40 years and this guy was his driver. And at all hours, Harold Ballard would call this guy, a guy would come pick him up wherever it was. And, um, and he paid him nothing. The guy like, you know, had a humble life, but he was completely devoted to Harold Ballard. So when the guy finally retires, Harold Ballard finally does something nice for him and says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy you a vacation. So he buys him a, uh, a one-week trip to Jamaica, which is, you know, expensive and it's really nice. The problem was the guy was married and Harold bought him one ticket. <laughs> he was just... And his wife hated him, right? Oh, his wife fucking hated Harold Ballard. But this guy was completely like... And the thing is, is that like, that's the kind of man he was. But then... Somebody, one of, uh, one of our listeners once sent me an, a newspaper clipping where some houses in Toronto burnt down over Christmas and Ballard paid for them to be renovated. So there was a bit of a duality to this guy, but let's be honest, that's rare. He was mostly an asshole. He absolutely, like one day when I get to do the least history podcast that I want to do, I want to talk about what happened with Harold Ballard and Stafford Smythe. You know, Con Smythe's grandson. Um, I know Stafford Smythe's grandson quite well actually um and i you know he's one of those guys that i'd love to talk they won't talk about it they won't talk about it really it stings absolutely wow and that's the thing like it's a it's a um this guy was evil like there's just no other way to look at it he was an evil man notoriously cheap but like one of those rich guys who was notoriously cheap but if something got him motivated he would spend yeah so for some reason you know whatever he found it in his heart he spent money on those houses the other Three one, ghosts visited him the night before. Yeah, yeah, maybe, hopefully. And he said, boy, what day is it? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Why, so it's opening day. <laughs> but Harold, what will I do if you don't sign me to be your seventh defenseman? Are there no prisons? Are there no workhouses? <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> if, they're going, if they're going to get demoted, then they better do it. <laughs> and decrease the roster surplus. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. The um the, the punch up in the punch up in Piastani, I I think it is the World Juniors where Canada was gonna win gold but got disqualified for getting into a bench clearing brawl with uh, the Russians. Um they were disqualified, but Ballard 
notoriously said, no, that's bullshit and had them all uh, gold medals made. <laughs> also, he was like, no, fuck that. Weirdest story of all time <laughs> is that Jeff Merrick actually dug Harold Ballard's grade. Buried him. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that Jeff Merrick wild? Literally so buried him. Jeff Merrick was a grave digger. He was a grave digger. Buried Harold Ballard. Uh, buried him in the ground. And Bill Waters, this is the second time he's being brought up, uh, brought, uh, who's, who's, uh, who's Harold Ballard's wife who the family didn't like? I forget her name, but he was, that's when he started to lose interest in the Leafs completely. Yeah. And they just fell apart, like in the late 80s. So, um, whoever he was, her name was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Bill uh, sees Jeff and he brings her over and he goes, I want to introduce you to the man who buried your husband. Oh my God. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. And what does she say in that moment? I don't know. Yolanda nice Ballard. Yolanda. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Well, wasn't she not allowed at the funeral or something? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> So, to answer your question succinctly... Right. Eugene Meldick's got nothing on Harold Ballard. Absolutely nothing, not even close. Yeah. Um, He's still got time, though. And I have one more question. Go ahead. Adam, did you find what you're looking for? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm just... There's so much shit. It, Her, Harold Ballard's Wikipedia page. Swear to God, this guy... Maniac. It's nothing but hits. Just a maniac. Just a maniac. Didn't he um, turn the water off once? <laughs> To get people to buy it? Oh, so, yeah, okay, so the Beatles, so the Beatles were coming to the Maple Leaf Gardens, and uh, at that time, they played two shows when they came. So they played two 90-minute sets, so you'd play one in the afternoon and one at, one at night, and this is obviously not during hockey season. So Harold Ballard sees the lineup outside and goes, ah, there will be many people here tonight. So he shuts off the air conditioning. And double, doubles or triples the, the, the price of... It, it shuts, off all, shuts off the AC, whatever AC there would have been. Shuts off the water fountains. Doubles or triples the price of soda. <laughs> and and you know what's funny is that they weren't even supposed to play a double bill. He signed them up for it. He said, oh, the beat... He put the posters out. And John Lennon and Paul McCartney had to make a choice. Were they going to let the fans down? Because ba Ballard literally just issued the tickets and said they're playing twice. And the Beatles management had not agreed to this. And he, so they'd already sold all the tickets by the time the Beatles got here. Remember, there's no internet, right? And, and long distance calling is really expensive and all that stuff. And, and so they get here and it's like, well, you can disappoint your fans or you can play both shows. So, so they played both shows. Harold Ballard screwed over the Beatles. Yeah. He wins. He's yeah, just, uh, he beats out Melnick. <laughs> yeah. All right, last Holy question. Shit. I thought that was for a game. Good mm -hmm. for you. This is from Froggy J. Long time listener. Hey. Shout out Froggy J. How you doing? Asking this because I'm listening while doing dishes. When you give someone leftovers in a container, this is also very important because Christmas is coming up and there's mm. going to be a lot of this. Mm. When you give someone leftovers in a container that someone is expected to return to you, mm. do you hope they wash it? And if they do wash it, do you still wash it again yourself when you get it back to ensure it's your type of clean? That is a great question. I would uh, like a courtesy <laughs> rinse and then I'll wash it. I don't expect you to fully wash it. Mm. Give me a courtesy rinse. Don't bring it back with like shit in it. Um, and then I'll wash it. I expect you to wash it. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I like it, if it's food, if, like I'm giving you some mashed potatoes and some chicken and that sort of stuff. 
and then you give it to me back what two weeks later and mm. that whole time it hasn't been thoroughly washed that's a good point that's a good wash point. it you're yeah. doing dishes anyways put yeah. my thing in there and also i'm definitely gonna wash it again yeah <laughs> yeah no you're right that's right you know what you're right i changed my name. okay let me ask you this adam what do you think uh well first off yeah clean it but i'm also gonna put it in the dishwasher again uh, don't be a dick. Like, cause here's the thing. It'll smell, right? It's going to smell if you don't. So I think, but I think it's fair. Even with your friends, you go, well, I could have got dirty and transport back. I'm going to clean it one more time. What could it hurt? Right. Even if it's just in your sink. The, the transport is, is uh, very important too, because That's that person has got to come to your house as well. And, and it's it usually in a bag with other shit. Yeah. Like, am I, is the lid on this? I don't, I don't know. How long has the lid been on this? Is it, you know what I mean? Yeah, or sitting on the seat of their car and they just threw it there and they brought it here. Yeah, that's very important. Here's, here's something that's going to blow your fucking mind. You ready? This could be a TikTok. Just throwing this out there. <laughs> Do you know? So, the Center Ice, man? Toronto Maple Leafs, Maple Leaf Gardens. That was Harold, Harold Ballard. So we had, yeah, this is Harold Ballard related. We had what? The tiger, the, the tiger, and the tie cats logo. Yeah, the tie cats logo used to be. Do you know what was under the ice? No. Harold Ballard put his <coughs> hand and footprints into the concrete at center ice at Maple Leaf Gardens. And here's the thing: when you see the picture, and Jesse, I'll send this to you so you can do it in post. They cut out the original concrete and put this in. So there's the foot, feet. There are the hands, and then there's Harold Ballard. On the day that he did it. What? Oh, let's bring it up. So that's, is that what the arena looks? No, that's an old photo. That's the, well, that's Maple Leaf Gardens. But it's an old photo of it. Yeah. Here, Jesse, I'll send it to you. Because we've all skated on that ice. Yeah, well, Maple Leaf Gardens ice is now up higher, right? right. That's where the grocery store is. So what year does that say? 83. So in 1983, he decided, you know what? Cut out that old concrete from the 30s. Fuck. I'm going to put my... So he I'm gonna didn't put even my do hits. it when it was built. He no. Just... No, of course not. He wasn't around when it was right. built. Con Smythe built in the 20s. See, that's a genuinely weird thing to do. If it was a brand new arena, fine, I get it. That's a very strange thing to do. Randomly in the 80s. It's, so it's still there? Well, no, not now. Good. Why not? Well, because it's now the grocery store. And Center Ice actually is the tuna section. So you can take a can of tuna and throw it. Seriously. No, but why? They should have kept that in the concrete. Well, yeah, they should have. Although, I, I honestly wouldn't be able to shop at that store if I saw that. I'm glad they got rid of it. <sighs> I need to talk to Dave Loblaws. Can you believe? <laughs> hey, Dave. Uh, isn't that nuts? This guy was nuts. I'm telling you. There's so much Maple Leaf history that would just make you oh. sick to your stomach the way this team was mismanaged. So you sorry, Ottawa, well, you're not win. quite there yet. Oh, yeah. You wonder why this team's been shit for 60 years. Don't wonder. <laughs> don't wonder. Yeah. Don't wonder. Just don't. Listen, it's, it's almost like the team now, like, all right, you don't have Harold Ballard, so what's your excuse? <laughs> the Leafs used to have Harold Ballard, and that's why they lost. Here's, here's, you wanna, here we go. You ready? Angered by, or perhaps jealous of, Con Smythe's success with the club. You remember Con Smythe? Yes. The guy that pulled the money together in the middle of the deepest, darkest depths of the Depression to finish the arena? Mm -hmm. Angered by Con Smythe's success with the club and inability to bring a Stanley Cup to Toronto under his sole ownership, because he, he did partly own the, the, the Leafs in the 60s, but once Stafford Smythe passed away, he did not. He owned the full thing, and, and that was in the 70s. Ballard sold all of the Toronto Maple Leaf Cup banners that had hung from the rafters from Maple Leaf Gardens for years. 
Ballard had managed to get his name on the cup four times while part owner. When the Leafs moved to Air, the Air Canada Center, the NHL presented the team with new banners to replace the ones that Ballard had sold. Oh my God. He, what the f- He removed, I guess back in the day, obviously, you know, Canada was very connected to its British past. He removed a picture of the Queen, which pissed off a lot of people at the time. There's a, there's and, a, a bunch of arenas that still have pictures of them. Really? Oh yeah, so he removed Peterborough. And he said, yeah. he said, she doesn't, she doesn't pay me, I pay her. And what, <laughs> and what position does the queen play anyway? That's why he took it down. That is some Mr. Well, Burns ass shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Penance proclaiming National Hockey League championships, Stanley Cup victories, and other triumphs used to hang from the rafters of Maple Leaf Gardens, but they were taken down on the premise that they were obstructing customers' views. In 1969, painters doing, uh, doing over the Gardens television booth used a dozen or more of these banners to catch paint drips. What? So the pennants that, per, so so that he sold some of the pennants. The other pennants were used as basically drop sheets for painting. This is why I want to do a Leafs podcast so bad. Um, in 1969, painters, yeah, yeah, um, com- uh, commented former Leafs captain Silaps, you know, the guy who led them in a bunch of cups in the win World War II and went to World of, War II. Uh, Julian Epps. Um, I would think that the pennants <laughs> could. <laughs> I would think that the pennants could have been put to better use than that. We worked awfully hard to get them. I'm rather shocked that they mean so little to this man. This guy's you like you 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 don't understand. Like this guy is a villain, a villain. Oh, this is a Netflix series. The episode should be called "This Fucking Guy." We should do it. Hey, Amazon, we got one for you. Like, wouldn't it be a great to do a limited Netflix or Crave series just and just have somebody? be like a total fuck for eight episodes and it's here's every decade of Harold Ballard being a fuck. Hey. He was an asshole. Hey, John Goodman. <laughs> we would like to pay you a lot of money to be an asshole for a long or, time. Yeah. Oh man, he'd be good. John Good Oh yeah. Yeah. Who's the guy that played Winston Churchill in The Crown? I don't know. He also plays Laura Farquaad. Uh, uh Joseph Gordon Levitt. Not Joseph Gordon Levitt. Uh Lord Farquaad. Wait, are you it? talking about the guy from Third Rock from the Sun? Yes. No, he, he died. John Lithgow? John Lithgow didn't die. I thought he did. No, John Lithgow's alive, Oh, man. is he? Wrap, oh, that's awesome. Wrap the show John Lithgow is 76. He'd be perfect. John Lithgow. I thought he died. There it is. He's in the new Dexter. Come on, man. I don't... Anyway, listen. We love you. We will see you next episode, which is on Wednesday. And don't forget Friday, we have a World Juniors preview. It's still happening. Yeah. Thank God. There'll be something. We made a whole episode today. We did. We're going to do another one Wednesday. Sure are. It's going to be great. Absolutely. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.